world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. So I'm clicking my heels this morning. He said, what? Yeah, I'm clicking my heels. Why? Because let me do it here. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. So I, so I apologize to you to the broken show that we did yesterday. And thanks for Clay for riding shotgun there with me again. I, I kind of watched a little bit of it. And I, man, that, that feed was so bad. And, you know, it really frustrates me. Can somebody explain to me? Look, you really think we went to the moon? God bless you. You mean we can go to the moon and we can do a lot. How, 1968. When did we go to the moon? 1970, wasn't it? 1970. 1970. That would be 54 years ago. 53, 54 years ago. So 53 years ago, they could broadcast a live production from the moon, which they tell us is 93 million miles away. They could do a live production from the moon to my living room, to my uh, black and white TV, I think. We may have had a colored, a colored one by that point. And they can't get a signal down on the road in Tennessee. You, you, you want me to believe that? That they can't get a – T-Mobile can't get a signal from a tower into my car driving down the road. It just tells me that I'm just convinced that more and more and more and more and more and more stuff that they told us just absolutely – is not true. It can't be true. It, folks, think about that. We are a moon landing. They broadcast that thing live. Not only did they broadcast it live, they had perfect camera angles. I wasn't ready to do this this morning. Right? Just, I'd have had them ready, right? Just like Clay did yesterday with the Elvis. It was really good stuff there on Friday on Clay. But, you know, they had perfectly angled cameras for when Neil Armstrong stepped down there and we could hear him say, uh, that's one small step for man. One giant leap for broke up in mankind, right? You guys remember that? And then they had that perfect camera showing those guys driving those dune buggies and bouncing up and down. I always wondered where the dune buggies came from. But, you know, evidently I was too much of a conspiracy theorist even back then. The dune buggies, I wonder if they left them there. I wonder if they rusted. I wonder if they changed the oil on those dune buggies up there. But, but any, anyway, right, we just believe so much stuff, and yet technology I could sometimes could sit down here in this $40 million studio that I'm in down here and I can't get a, I can't get an internet signal. And we went to the moon. Oh boy, 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 boy. I don't, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories. Cause look, see, they're not conspiracy theories. They're actual conspiracies, friends. They're actually, cause how do we know that? Psalm two tells us the Kings of this earth are conspiring against the Lord. And what are they conspiring? My wife says, honey, you say the same thing every show. She makes me feel bad. But I said, sweetheart, repetition is the heart of education. And if I have to say it, hey, 
How many times do you think as a football coach, I said, hold on to the ball. Hold on to the ball. How many times do you think I said that during, how many times do you think during the course of a game, I said, keep your head up, keep your head up. They knew what it meant, right? They didn't turn around and say, coach, you already told me that. You do it over again. Why? Because it is the heart of education, repetition. You have to say it over and over and over again. And you know what's going on? And we see it. If we, I could put up one of those um, montages of all the reporters saying the same thing. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? All those television reporters saying the same thing over and over and over. Why? Because they understand the repetition is the heart of learning, heart of education. So uh, I come here every day. And I, uh, I do do a lot of the same stuff over and over. I do. I do admit it. I do. But if we don't get the basics, then we're, then we're going to, folks, we're going to get fooled. We're going to get fooled. Like I, I think about every time I'm around Steve Deck, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at how he knows how to fix stuff. Mark Trump's even worse than that. So how, how the hell do you know how to do that? How, how do you know that that connects to that? What, how, how do you know how to do that? And no matter how much they tell me, they have to tell me over and over and walk me through it, and do it with my hands. And then maybe, then maybe I, anybody tracking with me out there? So I'm going to, I'm going to tell, I can promise you this. Many of you out there, over the course of 2000, what number was it? Let me get my, let me get my glasses on here real quickly. Uh, 2016, 2016 shows. Some of you are starting to get it, aren't you? And you know what is even better, Betty? Some of you aren't just starting to get it. You're starting to teach it. You're starting to do it, right? Because why? Repetition. You always want to rep, uh, reproduce yourself. In fact, doesn't the Bible say, that we are re- reproduced after our own kind. So if you're coming here every morning, praise God that you are, and we're thank grateful for it. I hope I'm reproducing after my own kind. And I'm driving down the road, and I'm listening to, uh, I made fun of Clay this morning. as He did my Brideon show yesterday. And I said, Clay, you could get a lot more in if you spoke a little bit faster. But that's Clay's way of doing it, right? And I'm watching him. He's getting better, and he's getting better, and he's getting better. And I'm sitting back thinking, yeah, Clay's picking up on this thing. I'm not, I'm not pointing out Clay. I could pull in J.R. Harrison. I could pull in Dale. I could pull in a lot of you who could do that, right? But the reality of it is nobody's ever challenged you to do it. Nobody's ever called on you to do it. Nobody's ever made that demand, put that demand on you to be able to do it. And we are moving in a time and a place where, folks, you have got to be able to articulate what you know. And you have to be able to articulate it in such a way that the person you are speaking to is going to receive it. I was in, I had a, a, I had one discussion this weekend. After I got done speaking at Pastor, bear with me. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff to get out of me. After I got through speaking at Pastor Clint's church on on, on uh, Sunday, I think it was, it was Sunday? Yeah, it was. I had a guy came up to me and uh, he started telling me, he wanted me to know um, how good the schools were. How their schools, this is one of the great deceptions, friends. Your school's okay. It's those other schools, right? Oh, that, that transgenderism and that stuff, that ain't, that ain't going on in our schools. We've got Christian school board members. That's not going on in our school. It may be going on in those big cities, but it ain't going on here. And so I just stand there and I listen to it. What, what do you say? What do you say? Uh, I said, here would be the easy thing to say. I wasn't going to get in a fight because why? I realized, I mean, I wasn't going to convince him. 
So I said, well, hey, uh, I didn't say it. I should have said I didn't want to argue. I should have said, I, are they teaching about Christianity in your school? Because you know what? The, you know what the answer would have been, right? Huh? Duh. No. Hey, friends, how can you teach anything of substance if it's not based on truth? And that's one of the things I'm going to try to get in into a little bit here this morning, because we teach and repeat so many things that are not true. They're just not true. And uh, some of them I try to avoid because the Bible says that foolish and unlearned questions avoid. (laughs) Don't go there, coach. Don't go there. You're just going to start a fight. Make the main thing the main thing. Don't get fighting over trivia. And so I said the other day in in my, I think maybe it was in the commentary that I wrote, the question, why don't we focus on the present times rather than the end times? If we all just focused on what we could accomplish today, the future, which you have no control of, will take care of itself. And by the way, the future is taking care of itself. Even mm-hmm. we're not doing anything we can do right now to change it. We have that big election here in Ohio today about whether or not they can cut off a little boy's dinger and not tell his parents. And the left lies and lies and lies about issue one and what it's about, and yada, yada, yada. And we've had a lot of people, Elaine and Dave, and they came down into Ohio and they were campaigning for it, and yada, yada, yada. But see, it comes back to the truth. And at the very heart of the truth is a paper ballot. One man, one vote, paper ballot. Well, I don't know how I swam over on that stream, but that's a, that's a critical thing for us to, to understand, friends. Our elections aren't going to change if we can't have truth in our elections. By the way, Charles Jennings, truth in history. And he can present what he believes with with historical data. Is your church truth in history? Well, it's truth in some history, but not all of it. Because if all truth was the same, we'd all be in one big church. We'd all be teaching the same thing and believing the same thing. So the devil's job is to deceive us. And we saw the other day that to come to kill and to steal and destroy and found out that's not the thief, right? That's the, that's the hireling pastor, right? And so I want to try to today lead us, direct us, whatever you would call it, into a little bit more truth. And Jesus Christ himself did it by asking, asking questions. So I'm going to ask some questions. I'll get some feedback on my own microphone here. Somebody, somebody open their microphone, maybe. Hang on a second. Hey, how about this one? Michelle and I are going down to uh, Cajun country this weekend, down to Pastor Dale Socha's house. Uh, I'm going to be so excited to be down there and see my buddy Dale. I'm going to eat a beignet. If you guys don't know what a beignet is, I'll eat one for you. And, Dale, I will eat one crawfish. I, I will. I'll eat one. Michelle will eat many. But she likes that, those bottom feeders. I don't like them. So we're excited about the chance to be able to go down there. And Michelle and I drove home. Nine, I, I got lost on the way down to, to Pastor Clint's place. And, you know, we lost. Uh, it took me 11 hours. Coming home, it took it just, just under nine. So thanks for the buzz, fuzz buster, Betty. That helped, that, helped me, uh, that helped me go a little bit. Got home, slept like ready. I, I'm all over the place here. Sorry. Hang on. Let me, let me pull something up here. Uh, Mike Spaulding's wife, Kathy. Boom, boom, she is kicking that cancer like you can't even believe. 
Boom. Yeah, she's been having to have one of those ports put in her. She has shown so much improvement. No more ports. They're not going to do the, nope, something else, whether it's some uh, oral medicine, whatever. Keep praying for Kathy Sullivan. Let's say Kathy Sullivan. Kathy Spalding. Whose report will you believe? Whose report will you believe? And I'm going to tell you, I believe less and less the report of doctors. I believe it less and less. Because why? Because they're trapped in that same matrix. They're trapped in that medical matrix and they cannot see the truth. I'll never forget what a very famous doctor who has a name, it sounds like money, said to me. I said, what's going on? How can they be, how can they be missing? How can they not see it? And she said, they are all ignorant. And don't ever forget that ignorant doesn't mean you're stupid. Ignorant means to ignore. At the root word of ignore or ignorant is ignore. And to ignore means to refuse to look at. If I were to pull up Webster, that's basically what it is. To refuse to look at, to refuse to acknowledge, that would be to ignore. So someone who is ignorant is purposefully remaining without knowledge. Tracking with me? That's what we're dealing with, folks. That's the biggest thing that we're dealing with. People are ignoring the truth. They're ignoring ignoring it. So God bless Kathy Spaulding. Uh, man, all over the place here. Let me stop for a second. Mel, Jeff Klein, anybody, Dave, Clay, anybody got something going on? This big day in Ohio, it's election day everywhere, but it's a big day in Ohio. Anybody got something going on? I want to open it up and give you a chance to be able to get in, get in here. Because again, I get so pumped up what you guys are doing, what you guys are on your own doing. And it's, it's, it's a great encouragement to you. Who'd ever thought that Tracy would be out on the street by herself holding signs? That Betty would be out on the street holding signs, right? Who would? Come on, man. There's life-changing stuff going on here. And what's the promise? You're going to be hated of all men. Isn't that great? Awesome. Caesar. Come on in, Caesar. And then Glenn. Yeah, it's, it's me. So just I, knew who it was. I knew who it was. <laughs> I just want to announce that Betty is on the way to uh, to monitor the election today, and she's already reported that mess with the machines. So, guys, be be ready for nonsense at your voting places. Is today. that right? So, Betty is working as a poll worker, poll observer. Good for her, Betty. God, Betty, I'd like to give you a boom. Huh? Huh? Look, hey, folks, say what you want. Boom. People call you cult members, all that stuff. There's a changed life, isn't it? Huh? That Tracy, is that a changed life or what? Is Clay Parker a changed life or what? You know, I got I got in a discussion with that uh, Pastor Clint. I don't know if Pastor Clint's in here this morning or not. And I told him. I'm here, Coach. Okay, Pastor Clint. Uh, Pastor Clint says, Coach, that's, that's, that's a profound statement. That's a life-changing statement. And here's what it was, and I'm going to let you expound on it, Pastor Clint. Uh, I said, uh, I, when I quit coaching, I would go, I would go places and people say, hey, Coach Dave, uh, I always make people nervous for some reason. They'd say, hey, Coach, you miss coaching? And I, you know, I'd, I'd give them some answers. And finally, I just kind of thought about it a little bit more deeply because I'm still co- I'm coaching now more than I ever did, right? And I said, well, they said, what do you miss about it? And I said, uh, I miss the scoreboard. They said, what? I said, yeah, I miss the scoreboard. Because at any given time, on any given Friday night, I knew where I stood. Were we ahead or were we behind? Were we on defense or were we on offense? Did we need three yards or did we need 10 yards? 
where we're going to get the momentum, where we're going to move forward. And so I missed that unbelievable reality of my phone's ringing here. Who's that? Sheila's trying to. <laughs> she must not know I'm on the air. I don't know. I'll, Sheila, I'll call you back. Oh, so, so I said, the problem we have in American Christianity is we don't know the scoreboard. Do I get her in here? I'll tell her she's live on the world. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. She interrupted me. Boom. Get it, Spencer. Pull her in there. Boom. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I can't do it. Well, Dave, you might not know oh. what's going on. I, I, she's out there in Montana or someplace, right? So get her, get her off there. Shut her off there. We, we'll get her in later. So the point I'm making is what? The point I'm making is what's the score? And how, if you are a pastor, hey, shut that off, Spencer! Okay, me too. <laughs> Sorry, Sheila, we'll get to you in a second. If you're a pastor or even in your walk in life, as a parent, as a grandparent, as a property owner, as a Christian, what's the score? In your life, what's the score? And how do you manage that? How do, how do you evaluate it? How do you know if you're being effective? And I think that's one of the prisons and one of the traps. I'm going to let pa- Pastor Clint like you refer, talk about it here in a second. The pastors get themselves caught in when they stand before their congregation, or especially if Two pastors go have lunch together, or heaven forbid, a pastor's conference. When pastors get together, they ask each other, what's the score? And the pastor doesn't really know what to say. He says, well, we've got a big bus, bus ministry going on now. And last week we had uh, we had our first uh, whatever, and, you know, we got a good children's church going. And they're giving us all kinds of scoreboards. And when they give you all kinds of scoreboards, they're giving you all kinds of scoreboards that validates whether or not they're doing a good job. And I think all of us ought to think about that. In your life, when you stand before the Lord, hey, Clay, what's the scoreboard? When the Lord, when you stand before the Lord, by what scoreboard is he measuring what you've done? Come on on that, Clint, and then I'll get Glenn in here. Yeah, I think it was, uh, and I'm glad it was like, Friday when you said that and it just hit me like a ton of bricks and we all, all weekend I'd look over at coach you know when when you would see 50 people out in the streets when you would see people doing all weekend I'd say there's the scoreboard coach I mean yeah. when you when you really got to look at that when you talk to somebody that has adopted three kids and uh, our two kids and, uh, and about to adopt another one. I said, there's the scoreboard. I mean, how, how about that, huh, folks? He guy, a, a family in his, uh, in his, in his church adopted three kids and adopted three more. Is that right, Clint? Uh, huh? Adopted two and, and adopted one more. And, folks, and when, that's, a, when that's a scoreboard, isn't it? That's a scoreboard. Yeah. And when you have, when you have like 90% of the kids of the family's homeschooling and, it's just amazing, and it just changes because I think we look at other scoreboards on the other fields, but they're playing a different game. Amen. 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 The scoreboard is impacted lives. That's the way I see it, right? Impacted lives. Bless you, Clint. Come on in, uh, Glenn. What's the scoreboard out there? Hey, What's good morning, everybody. How much money you're making? Is that the scoreboard? How big a car you're driving? Huh? What's the scoreboard? 
ahead, yeah, so let me relate a couple of things uh, that we did this week. Uh, you know, uh, George McCloy and I uh, went over to the Franklin County Board of Elections, and we stood out there for about three hours encouraging people to vote yes, uh, or I'm sorry, vote no well, uh, on I issue hope. one uh, and issue two. Uh, we, uh, we observed that uh, the liberals were out there. They had signs encouraging people to vote yes. Uh, uh, and, but here's the interesting thing. Most of the people that were voting no were Muslims. Lots of Muslims were showing up to vote. Uh, so go figure. Uh, everybody else seemed to be voting yes, or at least most of them anyway. Uh, we, need some, we need some truth in advertising, don't we, Glenn? Yeah. They lied to us about what issue, issue one's all about. But then we, uh, Karina and I uh, hooked up with uh, the Created Equal group uh, over at Crosspoint Church on, on Sunday. Uh, I was encouraged. Mostly young people were all gathered there. And we went out and uh, they assigned neighborhoods to everybody. So we went out and knocked on doors spoke to people, engaged people, gave them information on why they should vote no for issue one. So it was really, really good. Um, and uh, so there were a lot of enthusiastic young people out there that uh, were ready to hit the streets. So uh, there are people out there uh, who are on the same wavelength as we are. Uh, we don't always know that, but uh, they're there. Glenn, but the other side, again, the other side controls the levers of power, meaning what? They control the voting, the voting system. They control all of that stuff. And I, as my wife and I, as we're driving home, once we got in Ohio yesterday, I'd say, well, there's a there's a, a vote no sign. There's a vote no sign. We'd see them say, oh, there's three people in that house. All good. There's two people in that house. Knowing that they were going to cast, knowing that the Luciferians were going to cast ballots for people who don't even live anywhere. You with me? So the, the problem overwhelmingly battle for truth there's no truth in our elections. And we pray that God works a miracle and God-fearing people stand out. And I appreciate all of you out there who are working like, <laughs> I don't want to say dogs because dogs don't even work anymore. Working like my wife, Michelle, to get to get the, get the Christian vote out. Everything rises and falls with the Christians. Always has, always will. Jeff, come on and Julie, and I'm going somewhere. Go ahead. Coach, you don't really have a whole lot going on today, but we did Saturday up there on the square. That was a great day. So today, Jeff, I get to do hey, Jeff. Yeah. I don't say enough. I'm so proud of what you do, dude. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of what you do. Keep going, man. I got I got helpers helping me. I know you do. I know, dude. Some, so, somebody's got to cast the first line in the water. Yeah. So today I get to go up and try and put a point on the scoreboard. Because I don't know. You probably know, but most people don't know it. For 30 years, I've lived here at this address. I have to vote at Kenyon College. Oh, boy. I go in to that little schoolhouse up there in Kenyon, the gates of hell. Now, I walk in today. Guess who I see sitting in there? All the God-hating Democrats that have been on the square for the last six years. That's who mans the polls up there. Is that something? And I walk in, and there is Joan, the evolutionary professor. Unbelievable. Joan. I'm here to vote today. Oh, oh, God. It just stirs them up. I mean, Mary Jane cringes. We walk in. She's like, Please don't say nothing. Please just Fox be- is watching the hen house, Jeff. Fox yeah. is watching the hen house, brother. It's hard not to say something. Every year I go up there, I have to say, get in a conversation with somebody. And it just fires them up and I walk out. It's, it's fun. Amen. Keep after him, dude. Keep after him. 
This is one uh, one uh, battle in the war. We're going to win the war. Julie. Good morning. Yeah, I have an elderly uh, couple that I take care of, and just recently, there have been a blessing, but the husband is like, you guys said, I go, you got to vote? No, no more. He's like, what? No, not the government, you know? I was like, oh my gosh. So the wife is on board with vote now, but I talked to the kids, and they're like, yeah, we know, vote now. So um, they're going to tell them which way to go. So. <laughs> Amen. Amen. See our uh, our messaging on our side. We're not we're not very smart the way we message things. There's not a there's not a person in the world that wants the school telling their child to do something that the parents don't want them to do. Nobody nobody in the world is for that for that. And that's what the issue is. But we're not smart enough to make that the issue. See, people under the whole issue is parental control. Does a parent have a right? <laughs> To know the child's going to get his dinger cut off. Well, it's not going. They're not going to do that. But the right to start taking hormones does a child have the right to do that, or do parents in the schools? That's the message. That's the message. Not abortion. Not abortion. They make it about women's rights. Why? Because the devil is a liar and a manipulator. And all you got to do is watch the media, and they repeat the same thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's what got, here's what got me going this morning. Got me going on. To me, it's really a it's really a dilemma. Um, taxes, taxes, and I, I, I want to ask you uh, guys. Maybe somebody uh, who we got now, Spencer. Uh, pull up. I go to Webster's and pull up freedom or liberty. Freedom or liberty. I'm I'm going to try to take this in a direction. Maybe somebody's never thought about it. Okay. Freedom or liberty. Either one. Webster's 1828 Dictionary. I use Webster's 1828 because that was before they screwed with the language and changed it. Webster wrote the dictionary. Noah Webster wrote the dictionary because there were so many different dialects coming together in the new world. He said, we have to have some, we have to have to have some consistent language here. So they came up with a Webster's 1828 Dictionary, right? Oh, that's right. I forgot you had to pin it to it, man. I'm sorry. Webster's is freedom from liberty is freedom from restraint in a general sense and applicable to the body or the will or the mind. Natural liberty consists in the power of acting as one thinks fit without any restraint or control. Civil liberty is the liberty of men in a state or society or natural liberty so far only abridged and restrained as it is necessary and expedient for the safety and interests of others. So my, my, Liberty stops when it harms you. Okay, I have personal liberty, but the problem that we deal with, so maybe you can pull up. Uh, what was the first word I said? Freedom. Uh, how the Bible asks us this: How do two walk together lest they agree? How do we walk in a society where some women think they have the freedom to kill an unborn baby, and other people think? that the baby has the freedom to live. Uh, how do you balance those two belief systems? And at some point, we have to come up with a set of rules and regulations whereby which we can all agree. And the Bible says, can two walk together lest they agree? Can Michelle and I walk down the street in Royston, Georgia, if she wants to go to the thrift shop, which she does, 
and I want to go to the ice cream store. Can we both, can we, can we go both directions? No, we can't. So we would have to agree, would we not? And I would hold her hand and she would hold my hand and she would say, well, let's go to the thrift shop and then we'll go to the ice cream store. And we would walk together because why? We agree. It's a pretty simple thing, isn't it? Pretty simple. So the idea of liberty, there's never anything such as unrestrained liberty. Liberty is there in as far as it produces liberty and freedom for others as well, right? Even even God even God believes in liberty. Even He believes in freedom of choice. God's pro-choice in that aspect of it. The Bible says He wishes uh, uh, set before you this day life and death. Choose life. He He tells you the choices and then tells you what to choose. But He doesn't make you do it, right? So we're stuck. We're stuck in a licentiousness. Thank you. As a good word. Uh, Vinny, licentious. Pull that up there, Spence, if you could. Licentiousness. Because the Bible talks about licentiousness, and we're dealing with licentiousness. I'm heading somewhere. Stay with me. These words mean things, friends. And if we don't understand language, licentiousness is excessive indulgence of liberty. Wow, what a word that is. Licentiousness is contempt for the just restraints of law. Myra, say boom. Somebody say boom. 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 So licentiousness, stay there again, Spence. I'm going to read that again. Is excessive indulgence of liberty, contempt of just laws, restraints of law, morale, contempt of the just restraints of law, morality, and decorum. Licentiousness of authors is just a... In other words, at some point, we have to come to an understanding this is right and this is wrong. We have to. Or we cannot walk together. So what's on the ballot today in Ohio? Well, they tell us it's the right to, for a woman to choose. And when we were, up with, were down with Pastor Clinton in Georgia, we were holding these great big pro-life abortion signs, pictures of aborted babies. And I was point, kept pointing at mine when people would drive by. I would yell out, choice! Choice. This is the face of choice. This abortion here is choice. See, they change what you tracking with me out there. Am I, am I doing okay? I'm heading somewhere. Okay. Words mean things. Words mean things. I'll never forget what Dr. Alan Keyes told me, and I'm not dropping names. He said, Coach, there is First Amendment grants no inalienable right to do wrong. Hmm? You don't have the right to do wrong. If you do wrong, you're punished, even in the natural world. You're punished if you do wrong. So the idea that you have an inalienable right to do wrong, you do, but not without suffering consequences. That's what law is all about. I, I know. I, I know. I'm going. To, I know. I'm going in a circle a lot. So I want to pull up the First Amendment to the Constitution, and I want to go here real quick. I've already wasted, not wasted, but pull up the First Amendment there. Because <clears throat> this has really, really been heavy on my heart the last few days. Here, let me let me let me paint the picture. I'm gonna get I want to get your response from it. <clears throat> Should I be forced? Liberty, licentiousness. Liberty, freedom, licentiousness. Should I be forced by the 
wait a minute, can I be forced by the government, whatever that is? It's either a verb or a noun, but they use it as a noun. That frees up. Hear me, Spence? Yeah, okay, well, at least you can hear me. Uh, can the government force me to violate my deeply held religious beliefs? Are you tracking with me, folks? Can the government, remember this, they gave us the Bill of Rights, and they've trained us that the Bill of Rights, just like the Ten Commandments, by the way, the Bill of Rights are rights granted to you by the Constitution. And we know that is baloney. The Constitution grants no rights. The Constitution protects rights. With me? Tracking with me? Okay, cool. So, can protect your right to bear a gun, protects your right to freedom of speech, protects your right to... You don't have to go to the government and get approval to go stand on the corner. That is an inalienable right. Okay? Sorry, repetition is a hard learning. So pull the First Amendment up there. Here's what... Wait, let me back up. I was, I was awake last night. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't... I'm, I'm telling you, I slept really, really good till about, I don't know, 2.30 or something. And uh, I couldn't get away from the idea that I was paying taxes to fund things that are abhorrently against my religious beliefs. Anybody track with me? Anybody track with me? And then as I'm laying there and I'm thinking about it, I thought, well, is it really that big a deal? Does it really matter that much? You know, I, you know, I, don't, I don't agree. I, I don't want to go to war in Israel. Do I, have to, do I have to pay for that? I don't want to kill babies. Do I have to pay for that? I have to give, I got to pay tax and let them give money to Planned Parenthood? I don't agree with illegal immigration. Do I have to pay taxes so they can violate that? I, I don't want to. You, you tracking with me, friends? Are you tracking with me? And Boom. somewhere along the line, government has become tyrannical when it does what? Right. What? When it forces you against your conscience to support things that are an abomination to you. Somebody say amen out there. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. Amen. Thank you. And uh, I mean, it used to be okay, right? I'm I'm seventy. I'll be how old? I'll be I'll be pretty old here in a couple of weeks. Uh, back when I was younger, back when I was twenty eight and twenty nine, paying taxes didn't seem to be quite as bad. I mean, you know, I we all we complained about the people who didn't work and welfare, and we, but uh, we got along with it okay. And now all we got to do is look around and understand that all of our money. Thank you, Lord. The Holy Spirit just said to me, all those who hate me love death. Now, folks, ask yourself, does the American government promote death or is it just me? They want to go over to Israel and they want to kill a bunch of people. They want to give you a vaccine that kills you. They want to pass legislation that allows you to kill babies. If they had their way, they would pass legislation for euthanasia, that you could do, uh, what, what do they call it, uh, assisted suicide, if they had their way. Why? Because all those who hate Christ love death. 
And the question we have to ask ourselves, if those who hate Christ are in control, do they, through tyranny, have the right to make me support what they love? And I say, no. No. You say, well, coach, if you don't pay your taxes, they're going to put you in jail. Well, that's they can do that if they want to. Hey, coach, by the way, coach, if you don't pay your taxes, they're going to come and seize all your property. Oh, really? That'd be theft. That'd be theft, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be theft? And you're okay with government theft? Because I did something wrong, they're going to come and take everything away, steal my children's inheritance. Right? Is anybody hearing to me? But me? Is anybody picking up here? And so, at what point do we know? At what point is tyranny going to say? We're going to stop. We'll stop tyranny. At what point does tyranny tyranny then begin to once again establish rights? Okay, First Amendment. Because if I, when I show up in jail, whenever that's going to be, when I show up in trial, I'm going to, here is where I'm going to camp. Can you make that a little bit bigger, John? Or who is Spencer? I'm sorry. Boy. This is the definition of the First Amendment. I'm going to read the First Amendment here. Amendment number one to the United States Constitution grants United States citizens. See? No, it doesn't. It doesn't grant you anything. It doesn't grant you anything. See, it's how they lied to you, right? It's, they tell us it grants us the freedom to worship, freedom of speech, freedom of press. The Constitution grants us that right. All right, Spence. Find for me the First Amendment of the Constitution. If I have the right, I thought I'd send it to you. Congress shall, are you guys sitting down? You have a pencil? Here is your defense in any court in America. Now, it may not hold up. It may not hold up because our courts are corrupt. All right? But here's your defense. Congress shall make no law. Congress makes laws. Courts don't make law. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of a religion or, or Congress shall make no law prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So if my Christian belief, which by the way, is not a religion, if my Christian religion bars me from having anything to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. That's my defense. Free exercise thereof. If I'm not free to exercise what I believe, I'm not free. And so anybody that would end up in a court of law, whether it be for J6, whatever it would be, there is your defense. Free exercise of your religion. Am I tracking with me? But what is religion? Because if we don't know what religion is, that's how we get into the mess. Oh, I got something I can show you. How much time we got? Oh, oh man, oh, man, oh, man. Secularism is a religion. Can I tell you something else? Sexual deviancy is a religion. Are, are, you, are you tracking with me? Hmm? Yeah. A religion is whatever you whatever you 
guide your life be would be a religion. So where we got mixed up was in 1947 when they told us that there was a separation between the church and the state. By the way, the Supreme Court then determining morality. When the Supreme Court said, well, you can't really push your beliefs on others, all hell broke loose. And Christians, for the most part, stood silently by out of ignorance or whatever and let it happen. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. Sun's coming up in America. The sun is not going down. That's the way we have to believe. And that's if we're gonna if we're gonna advance the ball into the end zone, you got to believe the play's gonna work, right? And we're beginning to see step by step by step by step, little actions at the local level that are really beginning to make a difference. Now, time out. What are they teaching? Psalm seventy-eight. Pull that up there real quick. Psalm seventy-eight. What are they teaching your children? Give ear, give ear, oh my law people. I, raise your hand if you would be one of his people. Huh? I got my hand up. Give ear, oh my people. Get your hands up to my law and incline your ears to the words of my mouth. The Lord says, listen, I'm about to say something. Listen, y'all listen to me, will you? He said, I'm going to open my mouth. I'm going to dark silence. What you've heard, and you've known them. Why? Because your daddy told you. You know what it says? And told us we're not going to hide them from our children. Because showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he's done. It's a tag team handoff. I'm going to teach my children Christian principles because why? It's my Oh, doggone, it's my inalienable right. And when my kid, child, walks into a public school, they have no right to teach my child their values. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. 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 They're taking your tax dollars, property tax dollars, raising them through the roof, through inflation, putting your kids in the public schools and teaching them your, their religion. Yes or no? So the question we have to ask ourselves is why do we continue to pay taxes? Well, I know why we continue to pay taxes. Because you don't want to go to jail. Well, then dude, you are under a tyrannical government. What's tyranny, Spencer? Pull that up there. I'm making some people nervous, right? I'm making some people nervous. Tyranny, arbitrary or despotic exercise of power, cruel government or discipline, unresisted cruel power, absolute monarchy cruelly administered. Coach Dave, you're going to pay your taxes, and we're going to teach little boys, that they can be little girls, and you keep your religious beliefs to yourself, and if you don't, we're going to take your property, and we're going to throw your ass in jail. Somebody tell me if I'm wrong. And let me go another step. Who goes along with them? The guy standing in the pulpit goes along with him. 
Why? Well, they let him be tax-free. Oh, yeah. He didn't want to mess the government up. He starts messing in the government policies. They may take away his tax-exempt status. By the way, granted by the government, the church is tax-immune. By the way, so are you. My First Amendment oh. tells me I do not have to support something that violates my faith. Oh, man. So they use the word religion. That was a mic drop, Coach. What's that? That was a mic drop. The church is tax exempt, and so are you. That's right. I am. I cannot be forced by the Constitution. Why? I have the right to what? Free exercise of my faith. Free exercise. I do not have to support something that is antithetical to my belief. And the church doesn't get it. The church doesn't get it. So they take my tax dollars, your tax dollars, and they teach transgenderism and homosex and ever treats everything antithetical to the kingdom of God in the school and then tell you, you got to pay for it. You got to pay for it. Why? Because there's a separation between the church and state. Go back to that. Go back to that first amendment. Go back to the first amendment for me, Spence. I know you're trying. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or or <laughs> Prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Pastor Bill Dunphy is going to go in a courtroom and they're going to charge him with a crime. And all he should have to say is, I was free exercising my faith. Charges dropped. But see, we've allowed this monster government to be above God, which is what happened when they said there was a separation between the church and state. And they said, well, there's too many religions. We can't all, no, 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 no. Hey, pull that up for me, Spencer. World religions, world religions. No, 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 no. Hey, are you looking at me, friends? Hey, are you looking at me, friends? Baptist, Lutheran, Presbyterian, Catholic, uh, Church of God, Church of God. Those are denominations. They're not religions. Amen. Free exercise of Christianity. You want to know the religions? Here's the 10 largest religions in the world. All right. What are they, Spencer? Just run down them real quick. We're not just going to share the big ones. Christianity is one. What's the next one? Islam, two. These are religions. Hinduism, three. Buddhism, four. Shinto, five. Sikhism, six. Judaism, seven. Oh, that's something that'll preach. Taoism, eight. Confucianism is on the same level as Christianity. Are you kidding me? Go on. Kaodism. Hey, friends. It's time for Christians to stand up and say, we are not a religion. Well, we could say Christianity was a religion. But the Bible, the First Amendment, pull that up there for me. Pull it for, we got to go back to the founding of America. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. Stay with me. We'll change one word. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of a denomination or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Are you tracking with me? Are you tracking with me? They changed the freaking word on us again. 
change the world. Words change the world. Why? Because all we have to do, go to the 13 original colonies. They were denominations. Rhode Island was Baptist. Church of England down in uh, Virginia. Pilgrim, I'm sorry, uh, Quakers in Pennsylvania. They were designed by denominations. They called them religions because Christianity was the religion. Anybody tracking with me? Oh, my goodness. So when you walk into a courtroom in a God-fearing Christian nation, when you walk into a courtroom, you should be able to exercise any of those first five, and you are. You're free to go. Pull them back up there again, First Amendment. First Amendment. You ready with me? Can you all count? Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of a denomination or prohibiting the free exercise thereof of your beliefs. You with me? You want to take Sunday off work? You can. You want to eat fish on Friday? You can. You want to openly pray in, in the city council? You can. Right? Congress can't make any laws. It can't make any laws. Regarding what? Denominations, not religion. Denomination. Stay with me. Or here they are. So you have freedom of, you have, they can't establish a religion and they can't, <clears throat> let me start again. They can't establish a government church where the president is ahead of it. We have one right now, by the way. They can't prohibit the free exercise of what you believe. They can't abridge your freedom of speech. Congress is not allowed to make any law. If Congress can't make them, uh, nobody, uh, your local city council can't either, by the way. Or freedom of the press. In other words, the right to write what you believe. Or the right of the people to peacefully assemble. And the right to petition the government for redress of grievances. If any of those are challenged in any court in America, you simply say, dude, sorry, I got the right to do that. But they've called you a religion instead of a denomination, see? Oh, boy, we're way down. Man, I'm almost out of time. I'm almost out of time. Come on in, Jock. Jock, Jack, and Roger. <laughs> There's a trio. Jock, Jack, and Roger. <laughs> Good morning, Coach. Great show. Hence the phrase you write on those T-shirts. Truth sounds like hate because we hate the truth. And Amen, each and brother. every one of us do because yes, we're we do. not doing anything about it, really. Amen. Amen. Didn't you say, Coach, that that how apt would we be to pay our taxes after every paycheck we get if it was our responsibility to sit down at the dinner table and write that check to the IRS? That's how right, many man. of us would would really be sending that out without being a little bit more upset? Amen. Not to mention all the other tax we get pounded with. Gas Jock, tax, Jock, food tax. How about this one, Jock? You have to pay your taxes to fund a government school and then pay more money, put your kids in the one education that you want to have. What the, pardon me, hell is that all about? Yeah, and and the government, they are just just like the song the Eagles wrote, take it to the limit one more time. That's right. They keep on put, putting the grips on us. Unless we get good traction all together, this is never. This is never going to change. It ain't, hey, Jock. It ain't. They ain't just going to all of a sudden be nice to us and give it to them. This is what we. This is what we got to stand for. This what. I know you guys are picking it up, Jack. Come on in, then, Roger. 
yeah, uh, coach, the words, the words, the words, right? Uh, we need to understand what Garrett Lear corrected me when I said the church was tax exempt. You cannot be exempted from something unless you're included. Well, so Jack, Jack church, hang on a second. Because to be exempt means somebody granted you exemption. There's somebody exactly. who had the authority to grant that to you. I know where you're going. So Keep what's going. the right word? So what's the right word? It's excluded. Neil. The church was tax excluded from before there was a constitution. Excluded. Hey, I, hey Jack, hey Jack hang on. Hang on, Jack. Hang on. I'm going to take it another step further. I'm the church. I'm the church. Works for me. I'm tax immune. I'm the church. Roger. Um, like that. I don't, I'm sure it's been litigated. Somebody has gone before some court and said, I'm the church. What do you think? It'd be interesting to know what the case law says on that. But I was thinking of Pastor Bill and the right to uh, read. What, what, what did you say in the last two? The uh, petition, petition for agreement. redress of grievances. Yeah. And, you know, in Bill's heart of hearts, that's what he was doing. Um, and I'm not sure if that'll come out in his defense and be enough to get him past his charges. But in his true heart of hearts, that's all he was doing. He was, ex ex he was exercising Amen. his faith and the free exercise of his. He was doing both, Roger. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you, brother. yeah, I'm not, I haven't even gotten to the fact that he was a church with, you know, a pastor and everything, but that's all he was doing. He had no intent to overthrow anything. He had no intent to obstruct anything. That's all he was doing. And look where he is now. Um, two months away from a trial, um, that very well, if it goes the wrong direction, which 98% of them have. Look at, I, look at Isaac Yoder, who's in jail already. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's that's the charade that is going on. That's the sadness of the whole thing. We're and, hiding under our bed, afraid we're going to be next, Roger. Well, we're hiding under something, that's for sure. Amen, amen. It's good, isn't it, folks? See, words mean things. Words mean things. Lauren. Good morning. Hopefully I'll make this comment really quick, but um I bet you can't. Go ahead. Yeah, probably not, but this one is mind-blowing and this kind of goes in the lane that we're at. But I learned last night um at a discussion with some other Christians <clears throat> um that we got into the discussion about all this, you know, transgender stuff that's going on in the carving up of kids. And I'm extremely disturbed because one of the leaders, or they think they're a leader at their church, believes that and said, well, what if Adam was really a female? Now, this is what's going around. And Adam is really a female and Eve was a male. Now, this is the new theory that they're throwing out there. So let your mind wrap around that. Yeah. And now we got to come against that because you need to go back. To, I said, I said, and if you actually believe that, then you believe nothing about what your Bible teaches you. Yeah, they're not. Well, not only that, they deny science. It's craziness, man. Crazy. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's like it's, they're even pushing it, be, it that far. Chaos. Remember chaos. That's where we're heading. They love chaos, and they're going to create it everywhere they can. Thanks, sir. Myra.
Keep going. Myra, you coming in, Myra? Coach, um, I would like to, in regard to self-rule and tyranny, I would like to read um, the Bible verse that Tracy Foraker, uh, my beautiful sister, sent me it, today read at 622. Read it. Okay. read it. It is written. And it's going to be Isaiah 49, 24. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contendeth with thee and I will save thy children. Hallelujah. Not if we cower in fear. Not if you cower in fear in your cave that you won't. Don Boss, come on in, Don. Just remember, the government doesn't grant us anything. All those right. rights are unalienable. Right. That means they cannot be leaned against. They're given to us by God. Amen. As soon as Secondly, we think, that's right, go ahead. Or now I, now I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. You said I'm secondly. Sorry, it's, you they're said unalienable, not unalienable they're unalienable you cannot put a lien against it a lien against the property right folks so the bill see we got in trouble right at the beginning because they called them the bill of rights when it's the bill of limitations all you got to do is read down through it and every one of them is a limitation on what government can do it's the bill of limitations not the bill of rights betty Yes, just quickly, I'm on the road for the elections of a rover, but wear red today. Wear red to the election boards. Wear wear red. Wear oh. red. Wear red. I think I'm, I'm you're not going to really take I think I I think I'm going to wear a shirt that says abortion is murder. A red one. Huh? Will they let me in? Will they let me in? And if they don't let me in, maybe I can soon the kingdom come, right? Because right, no political messages. Oh, no political messages at the ballot box. Huh? Oh, yeah, right. Hey, folks, come on, man. What a time to be alive. John Pierdez. Come on in, John. You gotta unmute yourself. I guess. I'm hear trying, you? I'm What's trying, I'm trying. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? Good. There is no federal law. On the books anywhere that says that we have to pay taxes. None. If you go, if you go to the IRS versus Whitley Harrell, that was a court case that proved that he did not have to pay taxes. Your local state says that you have to pay what the government tells you. But this case, the IRS versus Whitley Harrell, he won the case by his peers, twelve peers, that he did not have to pay taxes because there was no law on the books. Voluntary compliance, brother. Voluntary compliance. And I don't give tax advice, but I'm going to tell you this. You sign your rights away when you sign your tax form. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that gets you for lying, see. If you don't, they may get you for failure to file. But they ain't going to get, see, uh, I, I could go down this rabbit hole as far as we can. Point being what? Huh? God is above government. Freedom of religion, freedom of expression cannot be coerced or forced by the will of the government. That's the Constitution. Go protect babies today. Vote the Bible. Vote the Bible. Eat it first. Go. 